Good morning, Northgate and friends. Good Sunday. Here we are in November, time quickly passing by. We're looking at the book of Joshua today on our Sunday teaching. So let's get right into it, but let's pray first. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will bless your word today. Speak to our hearts, God. We need to hear from you. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. We've been looking at the book of Joshua, studying some of the themes. We looked at him as a leader there even before we began the book. We looked at that uh, exhortation from the Lord to be strong and courageous entering the land. Last week, we looked at Rahab, that story of the spies going and how God will use anyone. And what a powerful story of redemption. But today in chapter 3, we're going to look at Joshua on the verge of crossing the Jordan River. He's gathered the people, it says in chapter 3. He rose early in the morning, and he's brought them to the Jordan. In verse 2 it says, he was there for three days, and he has the commanders and the officers gather the people, it says in verse 3, and say, it's almost time to go, and we're going to follow after the Ark of the Covenant and the priests. I love in verse 3 where it says, he says, go after it. In verse 4, he says that there should be a space between them of 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near the ark that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. So basically here we have this picture of Joshua, three days waiting by the Jordan. Tells the people, the Levites and the priests are going to go to the Jordan to put their feet in the water, and then the water is going to bind up, to stop. They're going to be carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Actually, in verse 6, Joshua tells the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over. They are to have a distance, 200 cubits, probably a thousand feet, scholars tell us, or maybe half a mile. And in this day, Joshua was going to be exalted because as God parted the Red Sea for Moses, he was going to part the Jordan River for Joshua, and the people will be able to trust in his leadership. It's interesting as you read through this whole chapter that that thought of the Ark of the Covenant, the priests carrying it, but just the Ark itself, that word is mentioned eight times in 17 verses. The idea they had to follow, follow. And in the Old Testament, we know that the Ark is a representation of God's presence. There it was in the tabernacle, in the Holy of Holies. We read in the book of Exodus and Leviticus how the temple should be built and how that Ark was to be built and where it was to be laid and what it would look like and what was to be in it. And then in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, it goes on to clarify what was in the Ark, the Ten Commandments, the tablets. Also, a jar of manna, the provision of God when they were in the wilderness, how God provided for them. And the rod of Aaron that budded, the power of God when they were wondering about the leadership, the Israelites, that God budded the rod of Aaron, showing God's power. And the people are instructed out of the tabernacle that this ark is what they were to follow. To follow the spiritual leaders at the time, the presence of God. And we know the presence of God was over the tabernacle. And we know the presence of God was in that place 
where the ark laid in the Holy of Holies. All through the Old Testament, we see that picture, whether it's David bringing it into Jerusalem, the ark resting at the house of Obed-Edom and favor coming upon it, going into battles in the book of 1 Samuel. The ark, the presence of God, was a real picture to them that we can't see God, but we see his presence with the ark. So the idea of follow his presence. We know in the New Testament, there's no idea of the ark, but there's the sense of Jesus who's calling us to follow him. My sheep follow me. They, they hear my voice. They know me and they follow me, it says in John 10. And that's what we're called to do. You know, they were there for three days, it says, probably looking at the Jordan River before the priests and the ark from the instruction of Joshua passed into the river and it parted. But three days probably looking at the Jordan, wondering, how is this going to happen? How are we going to cross? What is this new land going to look like? What does it involve for us? And that's a time and a season we're in as we look forward. We know that everyone is saying that things are going to change. As you listen to the news or you listen to people who are writing and doctors and others, that things are changing. Our world is changing. If it's not COVID-19, it will be something else that our, our world is drastically changing. We know that with the elections south of the border, things are changing. We know people are changing. We know our world's changing. And sometimes that can be very frightening. But we desire to have vision and ask God, how are you going to move in these times, God? What are you going to do? I know even for me this week, I was asking God, what does 2021 look like for us at Northgate, for vision, for my life, for my family? Lord, is there anything for us that you would have us to do? Oftentimes I can get wrapped up in details and I can worry about things and try to figure them out. And I found this passage so encouraging. Maybe the people seeing the river, we know it wasn't in a time where it was just a trickle, but it was expanding and maybe raging and looking into the future. How are we going to do this? What God would say is very clear. Just simply follow my presence. Just simply follow me, the great shepherd. Just follow the presence, the truth of what God has for us. Again, Psalm 23, what a joy that is to say that he is a good shepherd. And in the midst of changing things, he wants to lead us, that we would restore our souls. And he will even be with us as we walk through difficult times, as we walk through darkness, the valley of the shadow of death. Oh, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me we look ahead and even as we look in the ark and following this wonderful presence of God and maybe this morning looking what does that mean for us well we see the ten commandments those tablets in the ark which represent really God's protection for the people as they follow what he says they would be protected as we follow God and what he says there is a sense that we will be protected no matter what happens in the world specifically to our families to our life to our country or to the world we know that we have his word his truth his protection and we can follow him because we know his heart is to protect us so even in those difficult times and the darkness 
that his rod and his staff are there for us. And even looking at Aaron's rod, again, another protection for us as the shepherd would protect his sheep. Not only that, we can look ahead and be nervous for provision and what that looks like. But we look at that manna and we know that God supernaturally provided. The people worked hard to gather it. They had to each and every morning to do that. But yet God was faithful to provide for them. I'm not saying we don't work. We have to work. We have to be diligent. But greater than that, we can follow the presence of God, which promises provision for us. As the future goes forward and there are scary things, we can rest in the truth of this provision. The picture of the manna there. The truth of that and the power. We know that his power will be with us and everybody wants power. But we're called to follow the power of God. And what he has for us. And as they were entering this new land and they had a vision. What will it look like as we don't know. We know that our God is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is faithful. He is good. And we can follow him. Not only that, the ark had an amazing top on it and even had a name. And that name was called the mercy seat. As we look back in the Old Testament as they followed the ark, the idea that they were following all these different things, but most importantly, maybe the mercy seat, which sat upon the law, which sat upon how God was going to protect, which sat upon provision, was his mercy Sometimes we can get stuck in our view of God and as we look ahead and decisions that we have to make, they can paralyze us. Maybe decisions day are looking ahead. What does that mean? What does 2021 hold that we can be paralyzed? Maybe we'll make a mistake. What will happen? But I want to tell you clearly today that they follow God's presence. The big picture looking at that is that his mercy sat on top of that box. We know in the book of James, it says that his mercy triumphs over judgment. Another translation would say his mercy trumps judgment. That our God is so merciful. That's his character. That's who he is. As we turn to him, and as we fear him, we don't have to worry about making a mistake or what the future holds because we can trust in his mercy that truly as we fear him, we won't get what we deserve. Mercy, what a powerful word. Oftentimes in the Psalms, that his mercy is everlasting from generation to generation. His mercy is steadfast. Sometimes I know in my life I'm paralyzed. Is this the way? Is that the way? What way? Left, right. But you can trust that God will be merciful to guide you. But your job, as it says at the beginning of the chapter in Joshua chapter 3, is go after it. Don't go after a certain pathway. Go after God. Go after his presence. Go after his word. Go after his protection. Trust him in his provision. Trust him in his power. Trust his mercy and seek him. You see, we can get bogged down in details. Details are great, but there's a greater picture. And sometimes we need to step back from things. Step back from the challenges and trying to figure them out and look to the bigger picture that God is faithful. We need to chase after him, his goodness. And he will be faithful as he was faithful to the Israelites. What a miracle that was that that, that river would be bound up and not that. It wasn't even a muddy bottom. They had to work 
walk on. It was a dry ground that God was faithful to do these things. I don't know what it is for you today. Maybe you're not looking at 2021. Maybe you're looking at tomorrow and the challenges you have. Maybe at work or with your family. Maybe your kids or maybe your parents. Maybe your siblings. Maybe it's people in your life. What does it hold? What does it all involve, God? I don't know what to do. Maybe step back. Look for the ark. Look for his presence. Because in there you'll find the fullness of joy. Look for Jesus who's saying to you, simply as he said to Peter and his disciples, follow me, follow me, follow me. Praise God. I want you to be encouraged. Your God is good. Your God is merciful. Your God is a protector. He's a provider. And he is oh so powerful. And we can walk following, not getting ahead, appropriate distance. Not getting too far behind. But each day coming to him and looking at him and following him. What an encouragement for me this week. And I pray that it would be an encouragement for you. As a new land, the new year lays ahead. We can follow the one who loves us. Have a great week. Be blessed. And we look forward to seeing you, whether that's on a Sunday, online, or on the street. We'll see you later. Bye-bye!